This is episode 628, a special edition of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Seven Awesome Uses for Baking Soda. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website, so you can trust it. Other benefits include members-only videos and periodic webinars. This is a great value for $20 a year. For more information, visit www.prepperwebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Hey guys, before we get started in jumping right into the article, I want to remind you, if you have not visited the article on preparedchristians.com, my coronavirus article and the resources that I put together, I highly recommend it. I watch... um, Well, I mean, I have maps and charts and all different kinds of things there and uh, things that would be helpful. But there's also two videos there that I would highly recommend, uh, Chris Martinson's and Dr. John Campbell of the the UK. And uh, he's a professor in the UK, and I've talked about him before on the podcast. But the videos that are there on the website, they update automatically. So you don't have to go to YouTube to try to find the, the most recent video, you can just go there and it's just going to update automatically whenever they put out a new one. And so if you are interested and you haven't checked those videos out or that article out, it's going to be in the show notes. So you can easily click over there. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. Today's article comes to us from theprepperjournal.com. And again, the article is entitled Seven Awesome Uses for Baking Soda. And I was just, again, trying to think ahead and think about all the things that are going on and with everyone buying all kinds of things in the grocery store and things, you know, missing off the shelves. Baking soda is one of those items that can be used in so many different ways. And I know that I'm only going or this article only covers seven, but there are so many more. And I'm actually going to... uh, provide another resource and it's actually it's an article by over at Tipnut and this is one I'm actually reaching into the archives of Prepper website to pull these out and so this is over at Tipnut and it's 77 practical uses for baking soda around the house however I don't have permission from Tipnut to read their article so I'm not going to be able to read all 77 uses but there's a lot of great uses here so I'm going to Uh, make sure that I link to that article in the show notes so you can go check that one out as well. But for this one, this one has a lot of great uh, tips for you. So seven awesome uses for baking soda. Again, coming to us from theprepperjournal.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this. I have it on good authority that some people actually bake with baking soda. That's not why it's stocked like a mighty brick in my house. Baking soda is one of those items that has about 101 uses only some of them limited to the kitchen. It's nice and cheap, and while I don't think it's one of those things that runs off the shelf in any crisis, snowstorm, hurricane, or larger, it's hugely beneficial to have plenty of it on hand. 
To me, the price and the usefulness put it way up on my must-have list for preppers or pretty much any adult. First, we want to be sure of what we're talking about. On store shelves, baking soda is mostly usually going to be a box, although it can be found in big bags. For those of us who use it a lot, it's the one with sodium bicarbonate listed as the active ingredient, not cornstarch and four to six other things in a little round carton. That other one is what you use for bannock bread and microwaved mug brownies baking powder. So the first thing that you can use it for is as a shoe satchels. And uh, so let me explain what those are here. Those of us who have ever had a fridge or a dishwasher that's been turned off for a while have probably heard of sticking an open box of baking soda in there. Arm & Hammer even creates packages with a mesh-lined side flap for just that purpose. That same deodorizing capability combines with the low-level desiccant and can be used to dry out and kill the sweat or swamp funk in our boots and shoes. This is the stuff that gets added to kitter little, kitty litter boxes after all. Stomping out smells is one of the great claims to fame. Alright guys, I also got to say that down here in Houston, I should have said this before I started the article. Down here in Houston, the pollen is terrible. So on top of all the, the flu that's you know widespread in the United States and everyone dealing with the coronavirus, the pollen is like that added thing. And I feel like I feel it in my throat. I was outside today. So uh, bear with me here. All right. So continuing on, the satchels can be made out of cloth, old socks whose mates have gone missing, coffee filters or used dryer sheets. The imagination is really the only limiting factor here. As long as it allows easy airflow between the footwear and the baking soda inside, it'll work. Add at least a tablespoon and a half of baking soda, tie it up, and drop it inside. If you want to jazz up the shoe satchels further, you can add all kinds of things from dried flowers and herbs like lavender, rose, rosemary, mints, eucalyptus, to bath crystals or salts. This one works not only on shoes, but also on things like old gym bags, the lunch bag from two years ago, a small cooler, a toolbox, or a tool bucket that has a case of the funk, or a softball bag that's been repurposed. The next item, or the next way that you can use baking soda, is with a foot soak. So, ladies, those of you that are listening, if you aren't going out and getting your pedicures and stuff like that you can do it at home with a foot soak using baking soda so here we go let's let's do, read this one if the smell from shoes is originating because of the feet in them you can combine baking soda with any number of things to create a foot soak mouthwash herbal teas various oils like lavender or eucalyptus or rosemary lemon slices or juice epsom salts is an excellent addition Apple cider vinegar and dried herbs like rosemary, mints, or plantain all get added. A simple soak of one to two cups in a gallon or two of warm water for 15 to 30 minutes can soften and rejuvenate feet and help control various fungus that want to live in warm, sweaty environments. All right, the third way that you can use baking soda is as a surface cleaner. We know that baking soda is one of the things we can stock to use as a toothpaste alternate or to concoct our own toothpaste. It cleans more than mouths though. Just sprinkling it on carpets and wooden decks or porches, letting it sit, and then sweeping or vacuuming it up works wonders for some odors and fungi. We can also clean our cutting boards by rubbing with baking soda and or salt and a lemon 
or just scrubbing with a brush and the dry ingredients and then letting it sit for a bit. The powder creates a habitat that discourages many microbes, like the kind that live in tiny scratched crevices and outlive even dish soap and the dishwasher. We can use that trick on dog bowls, sinks, and counters as well, using fresh lemons or limes or bottled lemon juice or just scrubbing and allowing it to sit, then sweeping it and wiping it up. All right, the next use is pipe and drain cleaner. Now, getting rid of shower and tub mildew and that smell in any pipe uses basically the same ingredients as above. Baking soda, salt, in some cases, and lemon. Vinegar of pretty much any kind can be substituted for lemon juices if somebody likes that price enough for a different smell or wants to go with apple cider vinegar. I like the method where you boil two to eight cups of water to pour down the drain, then throw a cup of baking soda in and let that sit for five to 60 minutes and follow it up with one cup of vinegar or lemon juice mixed with a cup of water. There are a few variations, so poke around a bit. Some say to cover it to direct the reaction downward, not so sure about that, and some to limit the fumes in the air, just don't use white vinegar. Some say to give it six to eight hours, and some say to just wait until the bubbles stop. Some suggest just rinsing with tap water, with some suggest boiling more water to flush the remnants away. It's up to you. It doesn't always work, especially in the bathrooms where somebody sheds two inches of hair with every shower. Sometimes a repeat or an upgrade to of or of vinegar to the stronger cousins work. Every once in a while, you have to go to a snake or a real drain cleaner, but a lot of the time, whether it's a slow drain or a for real clog or a smell, the baking soda does the trick. There are apparently schools of thought where this is bad and degrades things, so research that too. All right, so this one right here is pretty interesting to me and uh, as far as it goes to gardening. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are gardening or even starting a garden. And so this one is, the way you can use it is fungicide for outdoors. So one of the things that helps baking soda kill smells is that sodium bicarbonate is an antacid, a highly reactive one. A lot of growing things prefer an acidic environment Fungi from mold to mildew is one of those things. The beauty is that baking soda is stabilizing or is a stabilizing antacid. It'll react with anything in an extreme and go through a severe reaction initially, which can also kill bad stuff, but then it'll self-regulate and return to its surroundings to a near neutral state. So no wonder this stuff is called a miracle powder, right? That miracle powder can help us in a big way with some common crop and garden pest or garden crop pest mildews. We can add one tablespoon of baking soda to one quart of water, so four tablespoons to one quart of or one quarter cup per gallon, and use it to treat black spots in the yard, roses and berry brambles suffering from the various black fungus illnesses. Powdery mildew on any plants can be prevented and treated with the same, however, the addition of a teaspoon of dish and de dish detergent and a teaspoon of vegetable oil per half gallon will help it stick better. Once powdery mildew gets started, it's a constant battle, so having the spray last longer on the plants can save us a lot of time and heartache. Alright, next up is a way to deal with creepy crawly pests. 
All right, so fungus gnats aren't usually harmful, but they are annoying. And there are times there are so many that the soil-dwelling larvae stage starts stunting plant growth because they're consuming the tiny root hairs of the plants. A teaspoon of baking soda with a teaspoon of dish detergent in a full gallon of water can also help remove or reduce the populations without changing soil pH so much that acid-loving veggie plants and perennials can't handle it and die too. As with mildews, all soils in the area need treated and the treatment will have to be repeated to break the infestation completely since there are multiple stages and locations in the gnat's life cycle. Now, mixing baking soda one-to-one -one with powdered sugar and surrounding an anthill with a one-by-one -one wall of the stuff can help reduce those garden pests too. I've had it decrease the visible numbers, but they seem to pop back up. Still, it's nicer working in beds and playing fetch or weed eating with a few less ants getting aggravated with you. A ring of baking soda will also help deter slugs. Grits and cornmeal help with ants and slugs too. All right, let's look at one more. Pesting and itch relief. Now, baking soda recently got crowned the most prized possession in my house. I was attacked by some sort of not bee striped flyer and ended up with welts roughly the size of eggs from dainty little quail all the way up to jum jumbos with three to six inches red raised areas around the big welts. Yay, a poultice of just baking soda and water reduced the swelling and pain. That poultice is best applied with large band-aids already open and waiting, especially if you're trying to doctor your own elbow and thigh. If the poultice is allowed to dry, it will come off in big flakes or shingles and can actually help extract a broken off stinger, fang, or tick head. Like the satchels, the poultice can be improved on. Chamomile tea is awesome, but any kind of tea contains fabulous stuff that helps reduce swelling and pain more and faster. Let it cool and add it to the poultice. Open a bag to mix in before the water or open a used bag to add to the paste. Aloe can be stripped and chopped and added, as can commercially available gel. So can witch hazel, chamomile flowers, lavender oil, or flower, flowers, fresh or dried plantain, echinacea, purple coneflower, chickweed or jewelweed, and lemon balm. Some people also apparently make their poultice with milk. Not my thing. Likewise, I'm not adding to the mess or pains by using honey or honey crystals in there, but there are proponents of honey as well. Go as crazy as you like with that one. Maybe the sting or bite isn't making you crazy enough to coat your wounds with paste and band-aids. Sometimes we're just hot and itchy and can't really identify a single place to treat and a shower or a bath isn't really cutting it. So baking soda in a tub with or without soothing additives like oatmeal can help. You can also make a satchel similar to the first used listed, although you'll want it to be bigger. Again, alone or with things like chipped aloe, oatmeal, chamomile flowers or oil or tea leaves from a regular grocery store brewing bag can be added. You can use a satchel to dab yourself while you're in the shower. Now there are just so many uses for baking soda with these the very tip of the iceberg. Run any Google search for uses and you'll find dozens more from killing weeds to repelling rabbits and silverfish. It goes in laundry and it gets used for facial masks. Use it to deodorize dogs, make Play-Doh, or get gum or chalk out of your hair. 
The stuff is so cheap and so easy to find and does so much it's worth filling a box or a drawer and keeping it handy, especially if we live well outside of shopping areas. It's not one that I expect there to ever be massive run-ons, not like generators, snow shovels, tarps and plywood, peanut butter and toilet paper. However, in a long-term disaster, we could potentially run out. For me, it doesn't replace a fire alarm and fire extinguisher, some extra batteries that fit that alarm or having spare oil and coolant in the truck, but it's right up there with the food and water supplies as a must-have item. Hopefully, you'll explore its use a little more, print out some of the many 11, 30, and 50 plus use lists, and stock up at least a little. All right, there were some comments here, and of course, people were talking about using it as an antacid. I knew someone that used it for an antacid all the time. And, uh, you know, you have that there. And like I said, I'm gonna link to the 77 practical uses for baking soda that you can you can go ahead and click on and just check that out. Of course, like uh, this article mentioned at the very at the very end, that there are plenty of articles that you can find to uh, to go there and and just kind of get some more information uh, on on how to use baking soda. It's pretty it's pretty um, pretty amazing when you really think about it. You know how cheap it is and all the things that you can use it for. I know recently I purchased one of the bags that uh, that that were mentioned here, and uh, you know it's just you know buying it in in a little bit bigger bulk. I did notice. I do want to say I did notice that there was a lot less on the shelves as things were starting to wind up and people were starting to go to the grocery store a lot more because of the current situation that we're in. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, if you can get some, if you don't have some, look into it. There might be a use that you just don't even really, uh, you, you've never really thought about and, uh, and you can kind of go from there. That uh, article on TipNut is going to talk about uh, all different kinds of ways that you can that you can use it with a lot of other links as well as the article over at the prepper journal has a lot of links as well that you can click on and find some more information actually there's just one article that you can click on for 51 alternative uses for baking soda from the prepper journal and i i guess i didn't ever click on that one um when I first uh, started Prepper website. So I guess I never really added that one, but there are, there's 51, so 51 more uses here. So with the other article that you can click on from the Prepper journal, and then the 77 uses from TipNut, you have a lot of uses there that you can use baking soda in. So uh, hopefully this has been uh, very beneficial to you. And like always, I'm going to link to this article so you can click it and you can go visit this article over at theprepperjournal.com. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 628. Hey, make sure you never miss another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hit subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head over to PrepperWebsite.com where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF entitled 25 Handpicked Preparedness Articles You Should Read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week or tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.